<clears throat> the reading this morning is Proverbs 8 and Proverbs 9. And it's on page 641 of the Church Bibles. Proverbs 8 and 9. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right, for my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands, and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction instead of silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight. I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers decree what is just. By me, princes rule and nobles, all who govern justly. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. Riches and honour are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield than choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness, in the paths of justice, granting an inheritance to those who love me and filling their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work and first of his acts of old. Ages ago I was set up, at the first before the beginning of the earth, when there were no depths I was brought forth, when there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills I was brought forth, before he had made the earth with its fields, or the first of the dust of the world. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters might not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master workman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man. And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favour from the Lord. But he, he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. Wisdom has built her house, she has hewn her seven pillars. 
She has slaughtered her beasts, she has mixed her wine, she has also set her table. She has sent out her young women to call from the high places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. Whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse, and he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. For by me your days will be multiplied and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. The woman folly is loud. She is seductive and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house. She takes a seat on the highest places of the town, calling to those who pass by, who are going straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And to him who lacks scent, she says, stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of shale. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Naomi. Let's just bow our heads and pray. And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise. And do not neglect it. Father God, as we come to your word this morning, we pray that we would listen with ears that are ready to hear your voice and hearts that are ready to respond. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So this morning, the call goes out to follow wisdom. These chapters are are full of recurring phrases. Wisdom calls, I, wisdom. Wisdom speaking in a personal way. And you may be beginning to wonder what on earth this is about. What exactly is this wisdom? Maybe even who is wisdom? In the passage, there are some key verses which help to answer these questions. And one of them is to be found in Proverbs 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Now, the fear of the Lord isn't about being afraid of God although that might well be appropriate sometimes. It is much more about acknowledging who God is as Lord and King and living on the basis of this. So the fear of the Lord is actually a wonderful attitude to encourage within all of us because it's great to live life God's way under his rule enjoying his love. 
And we're going to see that God is not wisdom, although he is the all-wise God. He created wisdom. He's the source of it. He did so because he's the God who is all-wise. Likewise, Jesus Christ isn't wisdom. But he embraced wisdom perfectly and completely. He exemplifies wisdom for us. And he is the all-wise saviour. So wisdom is at the heart of the person who truly knows God. Wisdom is seeing everything from God's perspective, not the world's viewpoint. Wisdom is obeying God's commandments. An understanding of who God is and how he expects us to live in this world that he has made. So in Christ, we have come to know wisdom. And we need to continually grow in this wisdom. And these chapters are brilliant at teaching us how to do this. Now, you'd have had a PowerPoint this morning if I remembered my thumb drive. But instead, you might need to look at your sermon notes. But point number one, make the right choices. This is Proverbs 8, verses 1 through 11. And first of all here, we have a call to all humanity. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights, beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries aloud, To you, O men, I call. And my cry is to the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. This is a call to live life God's way. To live and enjoy living in his wisdom. On my first long cycle trip that I did since moving to this area, I set off to cycle to Cornwall. I didn't have a Garmin on my handlebars at that time. And I became utterly confuddled when cycling through the lanes of Devon. So many crossroads, so many little turnings. And what was worse is every time I stopped, wasted time, and pulled my phone out, I had no signal to load Google Maps. In verse 2, we read, Wisdom stands at the crossroads. She says, Choose me. Reject folly. Make godly decisions. The call also comes from the city gates where people are gathering. The place where business and trade take place. The, the, the place where meetings are arranged and planning happens. And there at the gates of a city, wisdom calls, follow me. Follow my way. Don't go the way of folly. The cry goes out to everyone. Follow wisdom. Follow sense. Act with prudence. Since then, since these days, God has fully demonstrated his wisdom in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's shown us the cross of Jesus. The cross is wisdom to all who will heed the call and follow. But the cross is foolishness. 
to those who reject it. Today, this is the call of the gospel. Turn from the foolishness of rejecting God. Repent of sin and follow Jesus Christ. Maybe today, maybe this morning, you need to respond to this call of wisdom. To stop living life your way. That's the definition of sin. And start living in the fear of the Lord. The second little bit we have here it is a reference to truth, justice and righteousness. Listen to the description of living God's way in verse 6. How refreshing this is in our society today. Here, for I will speak noble things and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. I find these words incredibly refreshing in the world that we live in today. How we long for a world where people will utter truth and speak truth, where our leaders will speak truth and not lies. How we long for righteous speech, godly speech from those that we have to listen to day by day. Not twisted and crooked speech. God's way of living in wisdom is a joy and it's a delight. Let us aspire to live according to the calling that we have received. That we might bring something different to this world. This week, utter truth from your mouth. Let's ask God to help us only to have righteous words that we speak. Righteous words that come from our mouths. And then we see wisdom is better than anything this world can offer. Don't be conned by the falsehood of what this world will seek to offer you. Take my instruction instead of silver. And knowledge rather than choice gold, for wisdom is better than jewels. And all that you may desire cannot compare with her. A true knowledge of God is the ultimate treasure. Can you grasp that this morning? Nothing else compares. There's nothing in this world that can compare with the fact that you know God through Jesus Christ, if indeed you've put your trust in him. Nothing else comes anywhere near. Strive for what really matters in life. Delight in living for God. Enjoy the privilege this week of being a child of the King of Kings because that is who you are in Christ Jesus. And living in the gospel age, don't take your eyes off Christ. Do you remember what Paul writes in the New Testament? <clears throat> he writes a long list of all the things that he's got going for him. His upbringing, his heritage, his teaching, born in the right tribe. And then he says, do you know, all of these are absolute rubbish compared to knowing Jesus Christ. 
Everything in this life is absolute garbage in comparison to knowing Jesus. Second point this morning, we have wisdom personified. You'll find this in chapter 8, verses 12 through to 32. The next section is actually beautiful poetry. The language changes as wisdom speaks. It's I, me and my, as wisdom wants to address us directly and also personally. Wisdom calls out to draw us towards godly living. So we we have wisdom in this life. You'll see that in verses 12 through to 21. Uh, Just cast your eyes down those verses and decide which way you want to live. Talks there about the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance are the way of evil. Perverted speech I hate. I love those who love me. Those who seek me diligently find me. Riches and honour are with me. Enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold. Even fine gold. Follow the way of wisdom. And these verses promise us what we will receive. Counsel. Sound wisdom, insight, pretty amazing qualities to have that you can see in verse 14. And as Jesus exemplifies all wisdom, gospel living, gospel age living becomes such a privilege. Now we have been given insight, knowing the way of life. Having an understanding of what life is about. Because God has shown himself through Jesus. Notice too that there's strength, there's justice, there's love in verses 15 to 17. You don't find these qualities very often in this world, let alone find all three of them combined. Many who are strong use it for their own advantage. Certainly strong rulers. Justice fails constantly. And love is in short supply. But this is what wisdom offers us. Love, strength, wisdom. Righteousness and justice lead to an inheritance in verse 20 and 21. With our New Testament knowledge, we see this much more clearly than the original writer did. Righteousness through Jesus Christ brings us into God's kingdom with the promise of an inheritance as adopted children. I've never had an inheritance yet. But in Christ, we have the most amazing inheritance awaiting us. We are so privileged. Wisdom was also established in the beginning. Now, verses 22 to 31 are verses that have been seriously misused down through history. These are delightful, lovely verses about God being the source of all true wisdom. So God brings wisdom into existence. He creates wisdom because he is the all-wise God. And then through wisdom makes creation itself. So wisdom in this passage talks about being there before the world 
was brought into existence. The Lord possessed me. Or quite literally, the Lord fathered me. God brought wisdom into into existence as the source. Now, at the end of the third century, beginning of the fourth century, there were a lot of doctrinal controversies around a man called Arius. Arius argued that God the Son was brought into existence by God the Father. So in other words, God the Son was not always there since the very beginning of eternity. And there was a point where he was created, where he was made. This heresy led to an open denial of the deity, the fact that Jesus is God. Arius stated that Jesus Christ was the first created being and everything then was brought into existence through him. Now, I have a lot of time for an early church father called Athanasius. He took on Arius and said, you are completely wrong. And he refuted what is now known as Arianism. And eventually, and the, all the church fathers came together in 325 AD to reassert and be absolutely clear that what Arius said was completely wrong and against the teaching of God's word. And as a way of reinforcing what the church believed, they put together the words that we've said this morning, the Nicene Creed. It's an amazing, fantastic creed. Because it's all about the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, the person who is the Son of God. And it goes into great emphasis about the person and the character of Christ. Begotten, not created, etc. And those lovely words. Isn't it amazing this morning that we're able to say words that were put together in 325 AD at a church council where heresy was refuted. Lovely words. Go and have a look at them again. Look them up online. That emphasise the person and the deity of Christ. You might think, well, that was kind of 325 AD. What's he got to do with us today? Well, Jehovah's Witnesses are Arians, as are other sects around today. They will not acknowledge that Jesus is fully and completely God. To deny Jesus is God makes them heretics. Furthermore, they cannot enjoy salvation. Because if Jesus is not fully and completely God, the work of the cross fails. We need someone who is 100% God and 100% man, not a a kind of electric petrol hybrid. But someone who is 100% God and 100% man woven together in one unique figure is the only person qualified to be our Lord and Saviour. That is why if you take the deity out of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, there is no salvation. So back to the passage. These verses are not speaking about God the Son here. 
They're clearly speaking about God being the source and the creator of wisdom with lovely poetic words. And the writer is saying, through wisdom, the all-wise God created everything. Point number three. Choose wisdom, choose life. Chapter 8, verse 32 through to 9, 12. Wisdom now makes a call. Verse 32. O sons, listen to me. And the first thing that we have to listen to is that we have to follow the Lord. Verse 32 to 36. Follow God's paths of wisdom. Hear it, be wise. Listen for it. Watch out, wait for it. For whoever, verse 35, finds me, finds life. Isn't that this world dreams of? And obtains favour from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. Following God's wisdom brings favour and blessing from God. And it leads to life. That's what Jesus Christ does. He leads us through the cross to eternal life. To a relationship with the living God. But conversely, fail to follow the path of wisdom. Reject knowledge and fear of God himself. What does it lead to? Injury and death. Very strong language, isn't it? They love death. So in New Testament terms, following Jesus. Jesus, who is the fulfillment of wisdom, leads to life, relationship, and heaven itself. But refusing to follow Jesus leads to death, physical and spiritual. And wisdom makes an appeal to you in chapter 9. These verses are a call to follow the way of wisdom, to fear the Lord and to live for him. So the call goes out everywhere. Verse 3, Proverbs 9. She has sent out her young women to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, come, eat of my bread, drink of the wine I have mixed, leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. Now this morning, simple doesn't mean lack of intelligence. It's another word that is used in Proverbs for foolishness, for those who reject God, his word, and following him. And so the call goes out today. The call preached by the early church in Acts, the call of the gospel. And so the call goes out here in St. John's this morning. Turn away from yourself and turn to God in repentance. Confess your sin and put your trust in Jesus Christ, in his death and in his resurrection. And then you will become wise, living in the fear of the Lord. This morning, do you need to put your trust in Jesus for the very first time?
to come to life, to walk away from death, and to come into the light of the, the wonderful glory of the gospel of Jesus. And you start by fearing the Lord, where um, we started this morning, verse 10 of Proverbs 9. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. It's about acknowledging God. Not just acknowledging who he exists. It's far more than that. Even the devil does that. It's about acknowledging God to be who he is in our lives. Turning away from sin in repentance. Making him the Lord of our life. Not just at one point, but throughout all our lives. Living our lives to please him. Enjoying the love of living as his people. Last point this morning. Reject wisdom, choose death. There is another call in our lives this morning. It's a really serious call. It's the call to disobey God. It's the call to wander away. It's the call to go down a different path. And so we have the call of folly, verse 13. The woman folly is loud. She's seductive and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house. She takes a seat on the highest places of the town. Calling to those who pass by, who are going straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And to him who lacks sense, she says, stolen water is sweet. Bread eaten in secret is pleasant. Sin dresses itself up as being incredibly attractive. That's why we have temptation. It comes to those who are walking a straight path. And the call of the evil one, the call of temptation is, come off the straight path. Start wandering. You know, it's great across here, what are you on that path for? Look what I've got to offer right now. You can come and you can enjoy it. And that's the problem. Sin dresses itself up as being so attractive. It's so seductive. It's so alluring. And so the temptation comes. It comes to those who have the intention of passing right by as they walk straight. Turn away and sit down. The cry of folly offers temporal satisfaction. Eat the bread that someone else has worked for. Steal. Enjoy the proceeds. Make the most of it. Going back to the last chapters... Enjoy sexual temptation and everything that comes with it. Cheat and enjoy the sweetness of success. But look at verse 18. The end result of folly. But he does not know that the dead are there and her guests are in the depths of shale. Shale is the place of the grave. Can you see the picture? Folly says, come on. Have fun. Don't stay on the uh, narrow path. Turn off here. Come and enjoy yourself. It won't do you any harm. What's the problem with a bit of fun on the side? 
Live for the moment. Don't worry about other people. Don't worry about God. Worry about him later when you're older. Life's for living. Make the most of it. But folly like this calls you to death. It's a trick. It's a con. Sin looks so enticing, but it's literally a death trap. Do you remember the illustration of me in the gorse bushes and the brambles from a few weeks ago? Caught in the middle of brambles and gorse bushes. Almost a panic attack in the middle of it. Unable to move. That's what sin does to us. It grabs us. It holds us. And it's literally a death trap. Walk into the house of folly and see the corpses stacked up. The guests of this house dwell in the grave. So who are you following in life? Are you following God? The way of wisdom that leads to life? Or are you refusing to follow God? That's the way of folly. And it leads to death. As we wrap up these um, first nine chapters of Proverbs, I want to read two lots of verses to you from Matthew's Gospel. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. To start with, these are the words of Jesus as he moves towards the end of the Sermon on the Mount. And in verse 13 of chapter 7, he says, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. But the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it a few. Uh, and then verse 24, where Jesus actually speaks about being wise, which is a nice way to end these first nine chapters of Proverbs. Just listen to what Jesus says. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And anyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. And the rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. God's word says to us this morning, love wisdom, reject folly.